Hello, friends, and welcome to Judgment, the ultimate movie ranking podcast. Here, we enter films into a competition-style showdown, then discuss, rank, and rate before offering our final judgment on what should move forward in our tournament of champions. This season, we have chosen our favorite horror films to face off. We will now begin the second of our round one matchup between Silence of the Lambs and The Shining. Fair warning, we will discuss this movie in depth, so spoilers ahead. Now let's have some fun. Enjoy. Welcome back, everyone. This is Blaine. We got Jill and we got Andrew here today for week two of our horror movie showdown, The Bracket of Champions. What do we got on the table today? Andrew. I believe we have Silence of the Lambs and The Shining. Big time showdown. Last week we had Sleepaway Camp versus Alien. And much to my chagrin, Sleepaway Camp defeated the juggernaut Alien and moved on to round two. So let's see how tonight shakes out everyone so sure jillian do you have anything to add nope you ready (laughs) Um, guys if we could before we jump into it i do have an announcement to make what do you have andrea (laughs) it has come to my attention that i uh pronounced uh hr giger's name incorrectly so i just want to apologize to uh the giger family for this for whatever pain i put them through I know they're big listeners to the show. Um, Also, one last thing. I just want to inform everyone that uh, I recently found out that we lost a living legend, everybody. On May, in May of this year, a Miss Desiree Gould passed away, our own Aunt Martha from Sleepaway Camp. Oh, no. Oh, no. Gone, but not forgotten. Hopefully she's... You know, somewhere give them everybody big bags of chips. Big and, bags of chips. And hopefully not destroying children's mental capacity. Well, that's a whole bag of sadness. That's <laughs> so sad. Okay. I, again, you're always hitting us with these fun facts. And I, I think you need to be a little bit chipper with your facts and interruptions. I'm sorry. <laughs> news flashes uh, here on out. Yeah, I felt it was a pick-me-up, but all right. Anything else? Any dogs that have died recently? Uh, Children? No. Children? None of that. Okay. Um, Well, I think we should just dive right in. So, you want to start with uh, Silence of the Lambs? Let's do that. Okay, so Silence of the Lambs, that was a movie that I nominated. Again, it shouldn't come as that much a surprise that this was my nomination because... I would say it's borderline scary movie. Uh, and I guess we can debate that later. But uh, just to give an overview of Silence of the Lambs, again, spoiler alerts, don't listen to this uh, if you've never seen these movies, obviously. So Silence of the Lambs is about this female FBI cadet, uh, agent in training, um, she's pulled in to do a special assignment to help uh, track down this serial killer Buffalo Bill. So they send her to talk to another serial killer, Hannibal Lecter, 
who's in some mental institution. So she starts talking with him to try to gain some insight into Buffalo Bill. Uh, and they kind of develop this weird relationship. And then one thing leads to another. And she's tracking down this Buffalo Bill. And then she kills him. The Buffalo Bill guy. And then there's some ruckusing around in between. Hannibal escapes his little cell. And I think he's in like Haiti after that. I don't know. Watch the movie. It's good. That's a brief overview. Fantastic stuff. Um, and need I say more? Uh, Should I go I mean, into more detail? Or are we good with that? I mean, if you want to take another 30 minutes, that's fine. Just give us the breakdown. I don't want to ruin it for everyone. <laughs> you know. Uh, see okay. it for yourself. But that's the gist. You got FBI. You got serial killers. You got mystery. You got murder. You got moths. What is this accent that you're doing right now? <laughs> I Why don't... are you all of a sudden from Chicago? Can we... You got moths. <laughs> you know, I don't know what happened. Can we just not? I did have one glass of wine, Stop so... Stop doing that. Maybe that's what happened. <clears throat> I apologize. I will backtrack from <laughs> Chicago. Uh... Anyways, that's what was going on. A real thriller we have on our hands. Is it a horror? I don't know. We'll have to see. Debatable, I think, okay. now that I've watched it again. And oh. I'm the one who nominated this. Okay. So I, I'm going to be interested to see both of your thoughts as we go through our categories and our comments and our notes. So okay, let's get into it. Let's start the discussion. Um, let's get your initial thoughts on the movie Jillian. Thumbs up, thumbs down, leave you feeling good, feeling bad. I wouldn't say that Silence of the Lambs leaves me feeling good <laughs> by any means, but it's a good movie. I've always enjoyed this movie. Great acting, great premise. So are we going... Good. Which way are them thumbs going? We going uh, one thumb? Okay. Thumbs are up. Both thumbs. Sure. So you're two thumbing up this movie. Sure. Yeah. All right. Andrew... Um, I enjoy Sound Slams a lot. I in agreement with Jill. I am gonna differ and say one thumb. One thumb up? One th yep. <laughs> that makes more sense. One thumb up for me. You just said one thumb. Now this I will say this. I can be persuaded on this. I do have questions. And uh, I have a new dog friend. <laughs> but I can be persuaded for another thumb, but I think we need to now, talk is, more. Is that just a one thumb in general or one thumb as a horror movie? Scary movie. No, no, no. I, one thumb overall for everything. Wow. Yeah. Well, it's All no right. sleepaway camp. Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. What is? What could ever be? I've, I've been asking myself that same question for years. Okay, well, <laughs> I watched this movie last night and was honestly captivated. Again, I loved it. It was great. It's a good movie. I'm going to give it two thumbs up. All right. But that doesn't necessarily, necessarily, in my mind, categorize it as a great scary slash horror movie. Mm -hmm. And again, that's up for debate. We will talk about that. So 
uh, now that we have those initial thoughts, we're going to move into just kind of our general thoughts, questions, comments, basically what we wrote down or thought about as we were watching the movie. Okay. So well, let's just let's just start with you, Andrew. What do you have? So just some things I have. Uh, just general notes I have from the movie. Uh, when we start off on that wonderful course that Jodie Foster's on, uh, my first note is Jesus. I'm tired just watching Jodie Foster do this course. Um, uh huh. I had some thoughts during that <laughs> the course as well, and it was, man, I fucking hate opening credits. Oh wow! Okay. And I, it made me think. Are these a thing nowadays in modern movies where they roll credits during the openings? Pretty sure. Because <laughs> I felt there were there were so many goddamn letters on the screen <laughs> while she was running around, and I'll it lasted this. forever. It was a strange font as well. It was weird looking. It was kind of it felt shaky almost, and I didn't enjoy it. But please continue. Yeah, my next my next question was. Do we know if Jack Crawford is the director of the behavioral unit? And if so, I am very upset they gave him that goddamn office he has. It is way in the corner with absolutely no windows. Hmm. Well, he may have requested that so he could make moves on cadets in private. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. That's an accusation. (laughs) Accusations abound. Hmm. Um... So, yeah, so, I mean, those were my two initial thoughts, uh, two of my first notes. I also have to say, guys, I really despise, I mean, I've, like, I have seen this movie before as well, but I realized how much I despised Dr. Chilton in this. Oh, yeah, he's yeah. a smarmy little shit, oh, for sure. Those fucking teeth, I hated everything about it. His hair. The hair on top of it. Not good. Which leads me to my next question for you guys. I believe Dr. Shilton, Chilton, whatever his name is, I believe him to be the first instance of an incel on screen. He he has to be involved. I will have to disagree and say that any film with Mickey Rooney... Is probably the first depiction of an incel. Uh, now wait, Mickey Rooney, the, the MGM black and white Mickey Rooney, or the wrestler? I get him confused. The little tiny guy. Okay, that, who played a Japanese man in uh, Breakfast, Breakfast at Tiffany? Tiffany's. Okay, I always forget his last name, Rooney. Yeah. Okay, but he. I mean, in real life, he was married. I mean, you can't take that away from him. Okay, well... But the character of Chilton, to me, he is definitely involuntary celibate. Because what woman would fuck that man? That's all I kept thinking to myself. I was like, I know there's people, somebody for everyone, but this guy cannot possibly find someone. Well... That's my first... That was my thought. I mean, I don't... I don't... (laughs) I don't necessarily get incel from him... Just because he does have a little bit of power in the position that he's in. But and also... are always, you know, 
those bottom of the barrel girls are gonna go for. Also, he, he doesn't seem like the type of guy who would have any qualms with uh, paying a prostitute. He seems like okay, a prostitute okay. chaser, a little Hugh Grant esque, you know. <laughs> a little, I, yeah, he he spits nothing but Hugh Grant. Yes, <laughs> a little Divine Brown action. Oh, that was her name. That was the prostitute. Good trip. pull on that. I forgot her Write name. Write that down, <laughs> trivia fans. Um, what else? Well, Chilton led me down a hole with uh, Clarice, which was... my One thing I have to say is, can this woman go through her day without someone trying to fuck her? I mean, God almighty. She gets to the mental institution. Chilton trying to fuck her. Uh, Hannibal Lecter tells her that Jack wants to fuck her. She checks out on the moth. The moth guys want to fuck her. It's like, let, can I have a day where I can do my job? That's all I'm saying. Can Clarice please just do her job? Jill, as a woman, <laughs> isn't that that odd? can't tell you how exhausting it is. Because <laughs> I could imagine that that's just pretty normal for a woman. It's pretty par for the course. It's terrible. It's terrible for y'all. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> but it also, I would say, <laughs> this movie also more noticed it more than I ever did previously. These men in this movie are the worst. Just absolutely the worst. Every man on screen. From the assholes that are so shocked to see her in the FBI building that... <laughs> The assholes that are jogging that look back and are like, oh, how did that happen? It's a mind blower. I, I think they were checking her out. I don't think they were like, ugh. How Neither did that I definitely got more of a fuck it. She can't run. Yeah. yeah. Women. Oh, what is she going to do? That's the vibe that I got. Wow. That was my vibe as well. Okay, well, what's your issues with Crawford? Oh, I, I didn't have many. <laughs> that was really sad about his office, to be honest. Oh, okay. <laughs> So not, I, do, not, I didn't get the vibe that well, you, Crawford you is. You said all, all men in the movie were shitty. Well, Crawford makes some mistakes. Oh, yeah. He doesn't... I mean, he's not doing great. I think he's definitely kind of leveraging his... He uses Clarice for sure with Lecter, I think. Uh, he also wants to fuck Clarice. You got that from... Oh, okay. Jillian? I don't know if I got the vibe from him. I got it from her. Oh. oh wow! A Little. reverse. Maybe that was myself projecting on Clarice. <laughs> Jill has a thing with kind Who's of teacher esque people. I'm not gonna lie, Scott Glenn looks really good in this. Is that his name? That. that is his name. <laughs> Scott Glenn. Write that down. Crawford. Scott Crawford. Glenn. He's a pretty famous actor, but. Um, <laughs> Never heard. Of I want to revisit what you said about Jill and teachers. What was I that? don't have. I don't know. Well, I guess kind of. Yeah. <laughs> now she. Yeah. A hot teacher. Yeah. Fantasy kind of like if she was still like a senior in high school or something. Okay. Especially if they're like also a coach. Yeah. Whoa. Well, okay. That I mean that's how most pornos start. I'll so I get it. it. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's what Jill was projecting, Clarice and Crawford, her own deep-seated 
well, high thank, school girl fantasy. Thank you for your analyzation, Dr. Lecter. Um, yes. <laughs> I um, have really become a little bit of a psychoanalysis myself. You, you know there are people out in the world that have watched this and really think they know a lot about psychology now. Yes. <laughs> it's one of those movies. I saw Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> um, but no, more fun. I mean, again, I was just having fun with this. It was like... I hate the passive-aggressive way Chilton treats her when she turns him down. And then he's running down the steps. Like, he insults her about where she went to school and then all that shit. It was just like, dude, loosen up. Not everybody's trying to fuck you. Um, Also, (laughs) I'm sorry, this dog is making me laugh. Um, Also, the psych ward that he's located at. That is probably the most secure place on the earth I've ever seen. There was like... Yeah, that's where they kept the Sorcerer's Stone. That well. is. It was the Chamber of Secrets. Um, but, no. There was literally like three... I mean, no one would ever escape there. There was three exits. I mean, there was three doors that blocked that whole way. There, did you see the security room with the tin shotguns? Yeah, there's three people. That yeah, the was guy wild. made a point. He was like shining a gun and then oh. hung it on the wall, so you clearly saw all the guns. He like, I think he cocked it if I'm not wrong and put it on the wall. And, and we'll, uh, in my notes, just the over the top kind of security measures that they take with Hannibal. Yeah, um, <laughs> well, but apparently they're warranted. Because, I mean, I, but it's weird because. Sometimes it's over the top, and sometimes it's way not enough. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we'll get, but when he gets transferred, that was that's wild. But we can touch on that later. Yeah. But um, the other thing, uh, oh yeah, one of my notes was Anthony Hopkins just standing is frightening. <laughs> <laughs> when she turns the corner, he's just standing there. I was like, that's fucking scary. And what's really off-putting about him just standing there? It, it's because he's in the middle of the room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you're not in a corner. No. You're not leaning on a wall. You're just... Like, he's ready. In well, the his middle. his body weight is not even leaning one way or another. It's no. perfectly evenly distributed. Yes. It's pretty wild. I was... When she came around the corner, I was like, ugh. But I was also thinking, okay, Hannibal Lecter's down there. We know what he is capable of. But he also has three roommates in that same thing. And it's like... What the fuck did they do? Like, what? <laughs> Roommates is a strong word. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think. they're in the same unit. So, this but, man killed and ate people <laughs> and apparently ate a nurse's face while she was still alive. So, what did these three more, like, real freak shows do? True. They did not have plexiglass. They didn't. They had bars. And... Maybe hey let's get let's get Migs uh, some plexiglass. Why didn't Migs have because, plexiglass? Uh, he straight up Spider Man. Uh, oh, it was. That's also in my notes. I said that is the wildest shit I've seen on film. <laughs> like a, it has to be the wildest shit ever in Academy Award winning Best Picture movie <laughs> that he slung his junk on Clarice. His his sperm on Clarice through the oh. jail bars. And as far as I'm concerned, Clarice's reaction was not enough. No. It was not enough. That's how you make a murderer. That is. Yeah. That's... A crazy guy throws sperm on your face. 
Oh my god. But one thing I noted right after that is that the other two cellmates <laughs> yeah. lost their shit and they're like yes. calling Migs out. I was like, I really appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's funny you say that because I was <laughs> I was like, you know, that first guy, he has you know, he has a lot of class because he's smiling at Clarice when she walks in. He's not being rude, he's just smiling at her. And then there's the guy sitting down. But what's funny is when I turn the captions on, the first guy was yelling at Miggs, and the second guy next to Miggs was yelling Hannibal the Cannibal. Don't I mean, don't know why, but that's just what he was yelling out loud. But again, my point is, those guys had to do something real fierce, too. And we're yeah. not even talking about them. Yeah. Anyway, um, let's see. Wild group of cats. <laughs> real wild group. Um, yeah, my next note was, how did she not run out of that room and just bathe in bleach? Um, Ugh. Oh. Oh, when I got the news that Miggs was dead, my first reaction was good. Should be. <laughs> Ate his own tongue. Which I still don't really understand. That's, yeah. I need a diagram of that. Because what, he bite it off and then choked on it? But how do you swallow it? You know, I, I don't know. <laughs> Jill, we didn't ask Jill. Oh, I'm sorry, Jill. Continue. How did you feel about the, uh, the phlegm throw, we'll she say. She loved it. <laughs> yeah. It's every girl's dream. What do you mean? How do I feel about it? That's true. It's horrifying. That's I true. mean, you gotta also put it into context. You know, Clarice is there guy. for her job to do something, and that happens. Like, fuck. If that happened to me at work, I would full on murder somebody. <laughs> I would hope so. Yeah. Without question. You work in an office building. I'd be like, I work do at I a get? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Exactly. Do I get leave for this? Because I need a few <laughs> days to recoup. I'm gonna have to take out my FMLA. I, yeah, <laughs> that that whole sequence was wild. Uh, since we're we're talking about, it, I'll just bring up. Mm -hmm. uh, as Clarice is walking through, Migs goes, "I can smell your cunt," which that is a strong introduction to Migs. Uh, yeah, or you yeah, know, yeah. Clarice. <laughs> yeah. to Clarice. You know, hey, Clarice. Uh huh. If I'm introducing myself to someone new, that's not <laughs> what I usually lead with. No. And then no. I think people probably look down on it in some. Places. I would say. <laughs> and then Hannibal goes. Big said he could smell your cunt, and yeah. then he goes, "I cannot." And then gave a big whiff through his air hole, and I just thought, "Wow." Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that was a, another note I had. I said is. If you're a cannibal, does that make you superhuman in the smell department? Because <laughs> that's all I was getting. He smelled through the tiniest hole and was able to cl to pull what perfume she was wearing. It was pretty wild. What perfume she normally wears. Yes. Not wearing that day. Not today. That was the other thing. <laughs> but not today. Yeah, maybe it's like like wafting a soup. You know, like okay, that could use some more time. Or a little rosemary, is that, perhaps. Is that how other people cook soup? Because I've never done it that way. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We should have um, a soup our friend Corey. Oh, don't, is... say his la don't say last names. <laughs> it's not his real last name. Okay, we'll add a beep. It's fine. Yeah. Um, anyway. Anyways. <laughs> um, <laughs> so let's, let's... Anyway, see. soups, yes. But to your Soup. point... Soups. To, to the other point... We... Again, real interesting uh, introduction to Hannibal. 
ah, oh, well, I can't. Um, I can't smell your cunt. Um, but if what kills me is another thing I wrote down is that like the two or three times the, these dogs love when the microphones come on to just while out. Oh, <laughs> anyway, so no, what kills me is the two times she goes to visit Hannibal. He makes fun of her goddamn shoes. And that... He does. He talks some mad shit about those shoes. But here's the, here's something. At the end of the movie, when she kicks the gun away from Jane Gum, you see the shoes? I get what he's talking about. They were some rough-looking fucking shoes. Well, I mean, she's a, an FBI agent. Well, I'm just saying. I mean, you even are... a sneaker would have been better than what she fucking had on. It was like a boot... With like a full lace, it was really weird. It was brown. She's looking for action, man. You can't be <laughs> chasing down perps and Louis. And oh, <laughs> I thought you meant like a Louis in specific. Never mind. Um, <laughs> perps and Louis. <laughs> perps and your Louis. Uh, okay, so that was another thing. But um, I do have a very serious question to ask you. Okay. Guys. Uh, one thing I never realized in my many times or the other times I should say seeing this movie. Is when she goes to the garage to investigate. Hannibal sends her there. Yep. Um, so I have a little theory about the this. The storage unit. The storage unit, yes. Uh, she goes there to find the head. And then she comes back. And she tells Hannibal... She realizes... I never figured it out. But she tells Hannibal, that's your storage unit. So that was Hannibal's. Storage I don't unit. know whose I thought it was. But she was like, that's Hannibal's storage unit. So I have a theory. The little Count Dracula man that was helping her open it. Remember yes, him? Yes, okay. yes. His driver didn't want to help. What an asshole. But Van Helsing. Van Helsing, yeah. her helper. Okay, so she goes in. Uh, but before she goes in, Count Dracula tells her, yeah, it was purchased in 1980 and it was paid for 10 years. Well, this movie's taking place in 1990. Did Hannibal... Just sent her there, so they didn't auction off his ship in a storage unit. Ooh, <laughs> the storage wars crew was rolling up I was, to film that day. I mean, I was like, "Oh my god, Hannibal's a hoarder, and he didn't want his shit to get taken." <laughs> that's all that was. That's a that's a deep theory. I like. That. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, Clarice. I <laughs> didn't want to give away all my mannequins. Um, it was pretty wild. I was like, "Okay, so this is what's happening." Because you know they had to impound all that shit because they didn't know it was Hannibal's. So, again, I think this movie is, was just a ploy for Hannibal to get his shit back or at least so it didn't get sold. I like that. <laughs> I really, really like that. Um, but those are some of my notes. Anybody else want to go? Jill, do you have any notes? You know, my note about this movie is always... Actually, I guess we should wait for our approaching segment. Oh, okay. Okay. For for one this of your particular comment one of your that I make every time I watch this movie. Okay. I can't wait. Okay. I'm so curious. I don't even know what, <laughs> what what upcoming segment you're talking about. I guess there, we'll have to wait. There's an upcoming segment, and I have the perfect. Oh, is this one of your awards? Yes. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, folks. This this time we've added a couple of new segments where we will give out. Not really pseudo awards to moments 
or individuals People. that we felt are deserving of these awards. And we'll go over those as they come up. Uh, but if you want to hold off, we can do that. I will say. Because I have one as well that I think hopefully we're not sharing. Mm. Maybe. But I'm always torn when I watch this movie because part of me is like kind of rooting for Hannibal. Because he's so interesting. And then it makes me sad when he obviously kills innocent people, but like... Right, right. I don't know. I think that's part of the genius. Part of me is like, <laughs> what's going to happen? He's interesting. Because you're like, oh, yeah, he, he ripped that guy's it's, face off. I mean, he but... does absolutely terrible things, but I love it when he's on screen. It's, it's a weird it's, thing. It's absolutely riveting. Yes. And let me tell you who I hate on screen. The actual bad guy. I hate seeing him. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Wait. You mean Buffalo Bill? Yes. And what kills me about him is that he was on Monk. Yes, he was. <laughs> That's also a show that our esteemed colleague, Corey, oh, quite a new Corey is really making an appearance this show. Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, that dog sat on... Oh, mom. <laughs> I did find myself having more sympathy for Buffalo Bill this time around. Really? Than okay. I have in the past. Hmm. Not a sympathetic figure, I would say. <laughs> I don't Not know. my take on it, but I'm interesting to hear yeah. what yours is. Well, let's dive into that. Well, sympathetic. Hannibal goes into his background. Is that okay? So mm -hmm. a lot of people get offended. About this movie and the way that they mm -hmm. feel it represents transgender people as somehow violent people. Right. However, Hannibal specifically says Buffalo Bill is not a transgender. He just mm -hmm. thinks he is. Yes. He mm -hmm. is a violent person. And Clarice specifically adds transgender people are not violent people. Mm -hmm. So I don't know that I agree that this movie necessarily paints them in a bad light. Perhaps right. they just didn't pay enough attention in the movie if you really listen to it kind of mm -hmm. like you and alien last week oh boy it's a terrible movie go. that doesn't deserve my attention. all right sorry continue um yeah you open that door <laughs> <laughs> but hannibal suggests that the violence that buffalo bill has now was because of abuse and violence that he suffered in his childhood he mm -hmm. says this monster was not born he was made right right so what happened what happened it to doesn't Bill? touch on to that and I, you know as i get where the argument is with this about the transgender argument but like you said they they take unlikely 1990 you know thought processes in this movie which is he's actually not this you know he won't he because he thinks he is but he's not yeah um but I think it also plays into how if there was a gay person in a movie, specifically a horror movie, they were usually the villain. You know, so I think it plays into that. But I, I always go on the side of, he's not a great guy. I don't think this movie is trying to be offensive. I think, I mean, at the end of the day, he just has the fucking wildest idea to, to, for what he's doing. Makes absolutely no sense what he's planning so i mean i don't think this movie is harshly treating trans people in this that's my three cents no 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 but i guess the biggest question is would you fuck him 
this is a very easy. <laughs> can I grade it from one to f- from zero to five? Because uh, he'd fuck him. He would. He yes. He made it very clear. Um, and again, because we watch these movies so close now for this, did anyone look at his nasty fucking fingernails this time? Because that was fingernails are one of those things for me where I cannot handle it. I mean, they were like orange. I, was I like, being a woman. Amen. That'll. <laughs> oh. You really gotta look at the fingernails. You do. Yeah. Hold on a second. <laughs> look into that as you will. <laughs> uh. Feel better? Okay. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so, but yeah, I mean, I mean, I would definitely fuck him with the skin suit on, but that'd be it. Yeah. <laughs> that was. I mean, I'm tr- we don't ever get to see the skin suit, which is kind of disappointing because he went through all the trouble. Just parts of it. Yeah, just kind of part, like the sewing part. You get to see the, he puts the cap on. The cap's on, yeah. yes, I remember that. Um, but yeah, and look, I don't know anything about skin, cutting skin off people I haven't done it in years, but the smell from that has to be immense. He's got to have some sort of treatment. I guess. But I guess. I, a conditioning. I don't know. Maybe yeah. he's good with smell considering he did have that old lady riding in a bathtub. I mean, that whole fucking house looked like it was the rankest shit you've ever it seen. It had to smell. Mm-hmm. It had to. Uh, okay, well, what else we got here? Um, a moment that I had that I wanted to point out was yo, the bug guy was cross eyed as fuck. Ouch, that poor guy. That is what I wrote. That is what I wrote down in my notes. And do you guys know what I'm talking about? I mean, I, I agree with you, but that was my least grievance with him. <laughs> I was, I was more so like, sir, just please leave this poor woman alone. Like she's coming here in the middle of the night to do her fucking job. Can we not hit on her? But sure, Clarice was very nice about it. Yeah, you know, you can't fault him for shooting his shot you know sure you can mm-hmm. he works in a uh, he's a bug guy he works down he's in this museum with all these bugs he's cross-eyed speaking of incels probably i mean you know well the maybe so very cross-eyed i mean yeah it, he it was jumped cross-eyed. out at me uh what else do i got here um you want to hear my sad nerd shit um what jumped out to me about that scene is the other guy is Bulldog Briscoe from the TV show Frasier. I was like, oh, look at that. Bulldog Briscoe. Mm-hmm. No idea what I'm no Yeah, idea. that's all right. I mean, Frasier's not for everybody. Question. Yeah. Why does Buffalo Bill speak in rhyme and on occasion? Like, you must explain this to me. He goes... What does he say? Oh, it puts the lotion on the skin, or else it gets the hose again. Like he's like a mm-hmm. like a, a serial killer, Doctor Seuss. You know I what? Mean, Maybe it's because he understands. Like you know what? She's going through a really traumatic time. I should break this <laughs> oh, down. Oh, kind of like a jingle. <laughs> yeah, I should break this and down I, as simply as possible. Listen, or else it gets we're the having hose fun again. and all, but. That's the only time he does that. Okay. But well, good for you one, for asking the question. But it was a notable time. You're saying like it's like the click it or ticket kind of approach to. Exactly. We got to make this exactly snappy. Like that. I got to make her understand what I need from yeah. her. Yeah. Okay. I need her to put wow. the lotion on. 
Okay. I'm going to make this as simple as possible for you. This is what I need, or this happens? That's what's going on. Lotion or hose? Let's go. Okay. Well, I'm going to cross that one off then. (laughs) Very good explanation, Jill. I'm glad you... uh... Also, okay, so Buffalo Bill (laughs) has a big moment where Like, there's a whole thing throughout the movie that he's targeting great big fat ladies. I mean, I, That's we, could, what, we could say larger ladies. I mean, larger size ladies. fourteen is a great big fat lady. He I mean, said that. He those were his words. He does. You didn't make it clear that that was a direct. Great quote, big. I, yeah. Let me get to where I'm going because <laughs> I wrote down. Because I was going to say I watched Six Hundred Pound Life and these ladies are doing just fine. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. I, was, I wrote down none of these ladies are that fat. No, no. Like these, like, what are we doing here? Yeah, these aren't the. Quick characterize. Maybe it was early nineties. Is our, that what our 90 definition fat looked like? Is that nineties fat? I mean, absolutely. That was during the height of heroin chic. Heroin chic. Well, I'm well, right now. Probably not the height of it, but it was in the beginning of it. I mean, yeah. I guess Courtney Love was around there. Courtney Love, Kate mm-hmm. Moss were all popping up in those times. Yep. Just okay. being skinny as shit. So nineteen ninety fat, twenty twenty one normal. Average. Yeah, weight. I was like, this girl, like when she when she found the Polaroids, I was like, that lady looks like she's maybe one sixty five, one seventy, maybe. Can I be honest with you? I don't know. Okay, I don't know what girls' weights are. I know that sounds strange, but if you told me a normal girl weight was one sixty, all I have to match it against are men, and I'd be like, yeah, okay. I don't know what's big for a lady. Gotta be honest. I think you can visually tell, and it's not the 160, 170. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, oh, all right. Again, I have no premise for this, so there we go. All right. Well, I'm I'm glad we brought that one up. I'm going to cross that one (laughs) off. Um, I'm going to save that one for later. Now, you did have... I just want to reflect on your point because it made me laugh. I kind of wish now that Buffalo Bill only spoke in rhymes. That would have made that character. Yeah, that would have been even so scarier. Much. I was trying to think through the rest of the yeah. movie. I was like, does he exclusively speak in he, rhyme? Okay. Like, could you one? imagine if he answered he that door with Clarice and he was just speaking rhyme? She would know right away. Oh, so she might not know he's Buffalo Bill, but she would have known this I know man's... you're a murderer. Yeah, you've killed someone. I don't know that you're the one I'm sure. looking for, but you are one. Oh, man. Oh. That would have jumped it up a notch, I think. <laughs> I don't know. It would have been. It would have certainly been very. My name is James Gunn. Let's have yeah. some fun. <laughs> That's a nice gun. Okay, we got also, it. What is his name? Okay, James Gum. I have always thought it was Jane, but Jane. it's James. Why is it not James? Why is well, it James? It's James, Jamie, James. There's three of them. You know, like my... like I was trying to think. Is what? this the name he wants when he? believes he will be uh, becoming a woman? Is that the name he's trying to use? Or is that just the weird fucking name he has? Like, it's very... Some people who are named James go by Jamie. I got that. Yeah, that I one's fine. Jamie. That one checks out for me. But and then James is like, you know, you get lazy. You're like, I don't want to say Jamie or James. I'm shorten it. You know, a little shorter. I'm I mean, James. I've never in my life been like, oh, I just don't want to say their whole name. Absolutely not. I don't accept that. <laughs> James is harder to say than James. Hey, it happens all the Especially time. Especially when your last name is Gum. Oh, Gum is James a gross Gum. last name. 
Yeah. But if, you know. On paper, I would be like, oh, that's the murderer. Yeah, that name. That's that's terrible. Old old gum. (laughs) Mr. Gum. Um, I don't like that you're acting like it's super normal for anyone named James (laughs) to go by James. I've never heard that before in my life. Well, I'm just, I'm not saying it's a common thing. I'm just saying I'm not surprised. You know, like. I'm just saying you're going out of your way for this writer a little bit. I feel. Yeah. I'm not pushing it. Let me no. just point out James the next is plural. It should the, be the next topic <laughs> of conversation that I felt was needed to be noted, and that uh-huh. is, I wrote, "How dangerous is Hannibal?" Slash, fuck, because they take <laughs> some wild precautions with this gentleman. He, mm-hmm. when they transport him, in particular, he's wearing a mask. To keep his mouth covered, he's got a straight jacket on. He's that being, very iconic mask. He's being yeah. wheeled around in a furniture dolly. On oh, no, a dolly, yeah, <laughs> that that's wild. <laughs> and in that scene in the hangar, not only is he in that situation on a dolly, arms <laughs> crossed, face mask, he's got armed guards next to him. Yeah, with like, with I'm, like machine guns. They did a very good job of. For me, when they started talking about that nurse, I was like, okay, well, if he attacked a nurse and was able to detach her jaw and eat her tongue, he's probably pretty rough and dangerous. I mean, I know, like, but, but yeah, he's obviously right. like, what, a mid 50s? At least 50, yeah. At least 50-year-old. Kind of slight-looking man. He's like probably 5'8", 150 in his mid-50s. Yeah, yeah. He definitely couldn't throw Barney around. I know that. No. No. Couldn't throw Barney around. So, i just like, maybe we're going over the top with this guy. But then I mean, he, or then maybe he kills not. A, then he kills a bunch of people. So, I don't know. Maybe they're... I don't... I don't know. It, it I just, seemed excessive, yes. <laughs> it seemed excessive, <laughs> But he but was hey, meeting a senator. Maybe they were like, we, we cannot fuck him. this up. He we cannot let he this He can't eat up. the senator's face. It seems excessive until it's time to bring him his food and they just hop in his cage with him. <sighs> yeah. Which was my second point. All the precautions in the world in the f- first prison. The second one when he's in Tennessee, it's an auditorium... With like a fucking cage. That in was it. a make, that was a makeshift cage. That, he was in a giant bird cage. That's all it was. And then if that's the case, where's the toilet? Because there are there's not no, plumbing to that. They probably have like a little like a little bucket underneath are you the stage. Me they had to trench his shit. That is terrible. You, I mean. I feel there had to be somewhere Steps. in the state of Tennessee he could have stayed at besides that place. Well, I would agree with that. That'd probably cause a little feedback if you shake it too much. Um. Yes, mm-hmm. I have some more notes, but I think we can save those for our questions later. Our on. little questions and our little awards. Um. So if you. Jill, you have anything else you want to add before we go into those? I know you said you were saving something for no. specifically. Okay, I'll so I mean, I I know we're not gonna touch on these subjects in our questions, so I can kind of touch on those real quick. Um, do you guys remember when Jack gets a phone call from 
a higher up, the guy with the gray hair, and he's like, did you make a deal with Lecter and say the senator did it? Yes. Okay. So just for fun facts, that is Mr. Roger Corman. He is a very famous uh, B-movie horror director. Most of famous directors we know today, James Cameron, Joe Dante, uh, so many other people came from this Roger Corman. Jack Nicholson's first movies were with Roger Corman. Um, we're going to touch on him tonight. And Roger Corman just received a special Academy Award a few years ago for his achievements. But he has made, directed or produced over 300 films in his lifetime. Way to go, Raj. Okay. Yeah. Way to go, Raj. So that was Roger Corman. He actually had a decent part. Now, there is another cameo in this. It's when they're dragging Clarice from Hannibal's cage in the middle of the auditorium. And there's a gentleman in the background, kind of portly with a beard. Uh, and he's just kind of in the background, doesn't have a line or anything. That gentleman is also on our list. That's George Romero from Dawn of the Dead fame. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. So I'm guessing Jonathan Demme, who directed this, is a big horror movie fan, to have both of them in the movie like that. But uh, anyway, just wanted to throw that out. Wow. So that was one note. Quite interesting. Yeah. Uh, What was I saying? Uh, (laughs) I said, is this a nail gun or a camera? When they were doing that autopsy? (laughs) Old technology blows me away. (laughs) Ah. Because it had a trigger and it made the loudest noise. And it... <laughs> yeah, I know what you're saying. And since I'm talking about that, that could we have not rescheduled that funeral? You know what I mean? I mean, I feel like, okay, they found the body. They take it to this funeral home. I feel like someone should have called and said, look, we only have one place to do this autopsy. Can we reschedule this funeral for tomorrow? I'm just saying. But anyway, and that, I guess, mortician? What was the point of slinging that fucking body bag open with that much enthusiasm? <laughs> that was so weird. Do you maybe, remember that? Yeah, maybe it was like, you know, when you pull the... It's, it was definitely like a magic trick. He was revealing something. Yeah, when, was... you, when you pull the, the sheet out from the, the place settings on a dinner table. Okay. The tablecloth. I'll, I'll go with that. Yeah, All right. Maybe he's trying to make like a pizzazz kind of... You guys aren't going to believe this. <laughs> Look at this! Um, and just talking about the senator when he was like love your suit I love that line Um, what was so cold was that when he was talking about amputee's arms twitch oh so unnecessary where will you tingle senator (laughs) senator Uh, by the way by the way did everyone get my uh, storage unit stuff just checking in (laughs) want to make sure (laughs) Hello, I had a, a lot of mannequins. Yeah, a uh, lot of stuffed owls. Uh, and he, give him credit, because he really puts on a show with shit, his weird shit. Like, in that garage, he had, like, a mannequin with its head cut off, a cigarette holder, wearing a dress, set up in the back of that car. Like, there was effort put into that. I think Hannibal <laughs> would be fun to party with. Well, as long as more than just you and him. I, I don't know. He, I mean, seems, he seems very showy. Oh, for sure. Question. I bet, yeah. 
Yes. Do you think Hannibal, the character Hannibal Lecter, what do you think his sexual proclivity is? That, you know, it's a good question. He, I think he is asexual, if I could pick anything. Hmm. I would I, agree with that. I don't think he has a sexual bone in his body, to be honest. I just, I don't see it. Uh... Yeah, that's that's what I got for him. What? He yeah, his jollies from eating people. Yeah, yeah, that seems to what gets him off. That's fair. Yeah, but yeah, but I was gonna say he a lot of showmanship from Hannibal when he hangs that body up. I mean, that takes time. I mean, so again, again, yeah. maybe the the security is warranted because you got to be fucking strong to. I mean, he put him hoist. in hoist. The fucking Christ pose right there. It was wild. I yeah. mean, just the theatrics, though. It like, was. Oh. He was definitely a drama oh, kid. Um, oh, he was a drama queen it, all the yeah, way. He was. He was. You know in, they have a book. He that, was in Guys and Dolls in ninth grade, for sure. <laughs> Which character? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> it was. It was a decent pull anyway. One of the guys. Uh, yeah, I don't know. The one character. of the guys. <laughs> definitely not the dolls. <laughs> <laughs> It was a one-man show <laughs> rendition. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> That's even wilder. <laughs> what a hell of a show. Yes. Okay. I was going to save this for... But I feel like it's appropriate here. All right. I have yet another theory. I will guarantee that the... Because this is a book. I feel like this writer, whose name I can't remember right now, but the writer of this book, I think he wanted this character to be a cannibal and worked backwards. <laughs> I think that's where, I think he said, I, this character is going to be a cannibal and his name needs to rhyme with cannibal. And he found Hannibal. Because there is no one besides the original Hannibal, who I don't remember historically what he did. But that, I mean, he had to work backward from cannibal. I mean, there's no way around that. And if that's the case, as far as the character goes, one could argue that H Hannibal was cursed from birth at that point. Well, Just... take into account his this theatrical piece of shit. Yeah. He's like, my name's Hannibal. Yeah. How do I make that the most extra thing ever? I, how am I going to make this famous? <laughs> Hannibal the cannibal. I'll be a cannibal. Yeah. But that, that's just my theory. Your thoughts? Well, there's Hannibal Burris, who's a comedian. So he went a different route. So yeah. you're but, not doomed just because you have that name. There were some other choices. Well, maybe. it had been done before. That true. Point. That's true. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Maybe and Hannibal like, Burris was like, oh, I can't be a cannibal, too. They yeah. Did this in a I gotta movie. be a comedian. I gotta be a comedian. Stop trying to impersonate him. Okay, that was <laughs> Move on. You, at least you knew who what I was trying to do. You named who you were doing first. It's not like I just picked up on it. <laughs> All right, well. Hey, guys, watch this, watch this. <laughs> hey, who, look, I'm who am I? Who I'm, am I? I'm Hannibal Ferris. <laughs> okay, uh, fine. Okay. Moving on. Jill, what do you think? Am, am I just being ridiculous? Absolutely not. <laughs> Okay. I think that asexual queen was born into the name Hannibal and decided, based on that, the most dramatic thing he could possibly do with that name was become a cannibal. I'll be a right. cannibal. But I still blame the writer for mm. that shaky background he gave him. A little on the nose. Yeah. Anyway, um, 
so yes, continue on. I'm sorry. Well, let's go into our little segments here. Um, I want to start with a new segment called This Dumb Bitch. Oh, This Dumb Bitch, yes. And this is where we will be giving a shout-out to those individuals in the movies, both male, female, or otherwise, that really need to be called out for being just a dumb bitch so (laughs) amen sister i'm gonna go out of the gates and say that what was her name Catherine? was she the one (laughs) i that was gonna be my dumb bitch i think we all have the same we might all have the same dumb bitch Uh um she is the girl who gets abducted Mm -hmm. who's the senator's daughter and is basically the fueling plot point Mm -hmm. it's Catherine martin by the way we're trying to figure out where (laughs) Catherine is and this dumb bitch. Oh. Uh, buff, uh, she's walking home from her car. Middle yeah. of the night. Walking home from her car. Walking. <laughs> well, she's walking, you know, from the parking. She's walking inside. To... Oh, she was walking home from that goddamn car. <laughs> she, okay, okay. She's walking from where she parked her fucking car. She parked. To the inside of her house. I and... mean, just feet away from the door. Feet yeah, away. it was like an yeah. apartment complex. And... Buffalo Bill's out there with his dumb van. He's pretending like he's got a broke arm. He's he's pretending to struggle putting a chair into the back of his van. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And this dumb bitch walks over. You know, God bless her for being helpful, but come on. Come on. This dumb bitch. She... Sweetie, he is like, this is your parking lot. You don't work at the Home Depot. this man is one taking a fucking couch that was probably thrown away, and you're gonna help him? No, we don't do that around here. Absolutely not. No, no. no. So she walks up to him, says, "Hey, I'll help you out with that." And then he goes, "Well, oh yeah, go ahead." And oh, I was Jimmy Stewart. I messed up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, is this a wonderful <laughs> life? Yeah, uh, uh, get oh, me, go over there. Uh, just get in the back of the van and help me out, please. <laughs> No, so she, he says, oh, he's jumping in the van, and I want to push it all the way back. And then he just punches her and, and kidnaps her. And you know yeah. what? Dumb bitch, that's what you get. Oh, that's yeah. what you get. There's no I mean, telling what time of night it was. And, and that leads me to the next question. Did he find that chair there, or did he bring a chair with him, take it out of his van, put it down in anticipation? Either way, to her, he was taking a couch that's been sitting out. I hate to break it to you. If there's a couch sitting out in your apartment complex and someone wants it, this is not someone you should talk to. No. And her first instinct should have been, when he used that weird goddamn voice, oh no, I'm sorry. I will go so far as to say, if I was driving home into an apartment complex where I lived alone, Mm -hmm. and there was any sort of dude with a van and it's dark outside, couch or not... Mm-hmm. I'm probably not even going to get out of the car for a minute until yeah. I evaluate the situation. Uh, on top of that, we lived in an apartment complex. I believe you have as well, Andrew. Of course, yes. You, you, you kind of start to recognize all the people that live in yes. your complex and yes. their cars. So she should have known, I'm not, I don't recognize that van. I don't recognize this fucking... No. Deep voice slack jaw. <laughs> So, I mean, yeah. So, my dumb bitch award goes to Catherine. And what should have, if nothing else stopped you, when he said, you go in first. 
No, that yeah. should have been it. That should have been it. I will not, sir. When the chair was up to where he could push it, yeah. just give it. A it's push. all you, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. But I did find out that they took that from Ted Bundy. That's actually how he used to pick up women. Sometimes huh. he would act like his arm broke and ask them to put. Well, those bitches are dumb too. Oh. Anyways, did Heavy you heavy on the victim blaming tonight? Yes. Wow. I mean, let's be honest. You should have saw it coming, but you can't blame him. Nobody I mean, else had done it before. You're a good I person. I will say she, no. Catherine, is in the 90s. So, like, by this point, yeah. serial killers and kidnappers are a well-established thing. It's not like it's back in the 70s where everyone's sleeping with their doors unlocked and <sighs> all that banana shit. That just shit. reminds me of that. Yes, Richard Ramirez. The Night Stalker. Yeah. 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 Okay, then, so our... Oh, oh. Did, are there any other dumb bitch awards, or are we all oh. set with? Catherine? My my other dumb bitch award was gonna go to Jane Gum, because you dumb bitch, what are you gonna do with all these skins? What is your end game here? Are you just gonna wear it around the house? Like I don't get it. Yeah, I mean, uh, like you, I mean, I mean, by all means, go outside with it, but I don't think you're gonna last too long. I think someone might call the police. That's true. He was a dumb bitch. I oh. Just the dumbest bitch, yes. Yeah. You, Jill, anyone else? I will give another dumb bitch to Chilton. <sighs> because mm-hmm. why are you torturing this insane person who obviously, based on the amount of security, is an escape artist? Mm-hmm. Why are you doing your damnedest to be on his bad side? Yeah, that's true. I mean, just an, just the worst enemy. A, a super genius so murderer. Like, yeah. Yeah. Last uh, last person I want on my uh, Not ship. the guy I want to yeah. And I just don't understand. Chilton is a dumb bitch. But to go out of his way to want all this information, to what means is he using that? You know what I mean? Like, he's mad that Clarice won't share information. But fuck you. Who? Why would I give you? Why would I do that? That's how I feel. But yes. Right. Yeah. All right, well, that wraps up <laughs> you, this, our Dumb Bitch dumb Award. Bitch. Yeah. Bow, 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 bow. Mm-hmm. So we will now go that was to... the best sound effect. You know. I'm not going to edit any of it. <laughs> high quality, <laughs> all expenses. Um, okay. Our next one is our Creep Show Award, which, mm. which is basically just what moment, what person... To be fine, creepy slash scary. Um, and for me, it's a very subtle, but it just gives me what we would call the willies. Mm-hmm. And that is when Lecter hands something off to Clarice, and he just does this slight little uh, finger, yeah. finger caress as she's grabbing the thing from him. And I don't know why it unsettles me so much, but... Is it bad that that turned me on a little bit? Yes. 100%. I was like, how are You also are very comforted by uh, deep space space travel, so I'm not too surprised. (laughs) But no. (laughs) Okay. But in a a movie full of really creepy shit, I just wanted to go with that because Mm -hmm. I think it's oft overlooked, but has a very squirmish, Mm -hmm. squeamish effect. So that was my Creep Show Award. How about you two, Jillian? I think my creep show, and it's honestly the only time 
the Buffalo Bill does creep me out. But it's mm-hmm. when Clarice... It's when <laughs> Clarice is starting to figure out who he is. And Buffalo Bill just like... As he's figuring out that she's figuring it out and he's going through these cards, he just breaks for just a second and does this little laugh. And it really creeps me out. I just... Anyway, continue on. Yeah, that's, okay. That's the moment. <laughs> I just got what you were doing. Yes. I, I was really shocked happened? by Why? it. Sorry, uh, listening oh, audience. As Jill... I, I thought Jill was <laughs> talking about a specific moment, and I was basically... Oh, you were wrong. Blame, blame was pantomime. I was miming it out to Andrew... <laughs> Which is another creepy moment, and maybe Andrew... Uh, you know what? That goes on my creep show moment. <laughs> what I just did? Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. No, I I thought you were like, no, don't say it. I'm like, I wasn't saying anything. I didn't understand why you were suddenly caressing me. No, Andrew, Andrew is, that, is that your moment? <laughs> I'm thrown off by it. I'm okay, sorry. Okay, I'll explain um, it. There's a moment in the, in the climax of the movie where Buffalo... Clarice is in Buffalo Bill's lair, and it's pitch black. Lair is a perfect word for it. And Honestly, Buffalo, why is so big? Mm-hmm. Buffalo Bill has on night vision goggles. So the camera perspective is through night vision looking at Clarice. She can't see anything, and all you see is Buffalo Bill's hands reaching out and almost touching Clarice several on several occasions. And that... That is pretty unsettling, uh, but that's what I was doing to Andrew, and that very much threw him off, and uh, I threw apologize. All, threw me and Jill. Was Jill was at a Jill loss. Jill could not even get her thoughts. <laughs> it was yeah, I, it was in reference to this film, uh, and yeah, I apologize. I mean, yes, it was. It was. Jesus also a very creepy moment. Uh-huh. Andrew? Did oh, you, oh. From my from? creep show is unequivocally when... Uh, Migs slimed Clarice. That was the worst. Yeah. That I I cringe. <laughs> like I can't even begin. Yeah, that one's pretty uh, pretty heinous. That's <laughs> I mean the rudest thing you could probably do to a stranger. Let's fun be fact. I would agree. Fun yeah. fact on that one. When it happened, I was watching this with Jill. I said, "Oh man, he's Spider Mander," <laughs> and that is something I had heard before. Jill was unfamiliar with mm-hmm. that um, so urban whatever. So, Jill, did you think that Blaine was saying that Miggs was actually Peter Parker and slimed her, uh, spider with her? Slimed her. I thought Basically, Blaine... Blaine didn't have a strong concept of who Miggs was. <laughs> I thought Blaine had come up with that on the spot. She oh. was very impressed, and then I told her I had not, and then I regretted not just taking full credit for it. I, I, you know what? You should have. I know. <laughs> you should have. I know. And I you, would, you would have been a superhero. But the problem is that you know, like a year from now, you'd be, we'd all be around somebody, and she'd tell them that you came up with this, and they'd sure go, like, enough, "No, one of us would get Spider Man." Yeah. Exactly. Sure enough. Sure He's enough. And someone would say it. Yeah. Like, oh, you just got. And then when you're filling out your police report, the police are like, that's from this. Oh, damn. Oh, so you got Spider-Man. Ah, Blaine. All right. Well, that's our Creep Show award segment. Yeah. 
So we will, before we get into our rating for Silence of the Lambs, we will finish off with a, how did this make it into the final cut? How did this make it in the final um, cut? And honestly, I, I couldn't think of anything that was so outlandish that was just so kind of out of place. Like, obviously, the Spider-Man is outlandish, but... It, I, it I works think, within context. I think it works within what they were trying to create in that scene. I don't know of anything that is just so out of place <laughs> that it jumped out to me. I honestly thought of one immediately because I thought about it at the time of the movie. Okay. Her friend, is it Vid- uh, Vidalia? I... The Onion? Yes, her friend The Onion that she loves so much. No, her co-FBI person. The, other the, uh, the only other female there, The other apparently. female. When they're having that conversation, and every time she talks, her lip is, like, quivering. I feel like, could we have not got a better take on her with her lips not quivering? I didn't catch that. Didn't. Really? Because they were asking, um, I forget what the line was, but it felt like she was holding back, which made her lip quiver. And I was just, and that bothered me. I was just like, I feel like... You could have gave this lady a better take, but that was my, how did this make it in the final cut? Jill, do you have anything? I'm going to throw Migs and his Spider-Man back out there. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, that's fair. Because it adds nothing to the plot. Oh, I would only counteract that with this. It did, that is what made Hannibal call her back yeah because he felt that was very rude yeah mm-hmm. interesting maybe and we just didn't get that because we watched the edited version and she references <laughs> she referenced him i guess his manners later on yeah mm-hmm. she said I, I think he thinks it would be rude to, kill to come me. and kill me yeah so maybe maybe that is it maybe, maybe. it did but mm-hmm. it, I, there are other rude things that makes could have, could have done, done sure. Like, you know, telling her that he can smell her in the beginning. That's pretty rude. The cunt swore. Yeah. Let's be honest. He could have just spit on her. <laughs> but. Right. Yeah. But, that's I mean, if you're thinking about something horrible from a stranger, that's that's it right there. That made it in. Yeah. That made it in. That did. I would agree that another part that doesn't really add anything to the plot is when we find the underwear pictures of one of the previous victims. You know what? That... What is that? That is fair. It... Because they were in her possession, in her own room. Yeah. Hidden. And we know that she was bigger. They've already established that all of his victims were. So if that was just supposed to show that she was a bigger girl, we knew that. You know, Hmm. this is just me. But what that said to me was, this was something she was keeping private, and someone else took it. And what I think was, she thought... These pictures was were taken by someone who liked her. Which in my mind meant that maybe Jane Gum conned her into doing this. And when Clarice finds the garment in the other room, it all connects for her. Yeah. Because remember there's a bat shot of it and all that. So that was what I got from that. Mm. But again. Interesting. I'm... I feel like I'm really defending this, but (laughs) this is not my pick. I mean, that's why I didn't really have anything, because I was like, there is, when you think about it, 
It's a solid. It's solid. So, okay, I I definitely have something. The reason I gave it one thumb, but I will get to the questions first. I'll say, what is that whole story about the lambs? Where does that come into play? <laughs> okay, goddammit, I hate to <laughs> keep defending this, and it's not my movie, but... That was a joke, obviously. Oh, got it! Okay! That's where the name of the film came from. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was <laughs> I was like, I guess I can tell you. Let me explain. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is called. <laughs> I knew you. You missed it. <laughs> yeah. Am Jill. I just not paying attention? Jill, or at the beginning of this movie, it's right there. How did this movie get its name? I don't understand. <laughs> okay, I do have to ask. Did and I only asked this because I, I, I guess I never put it together until I watched it this time. Do you know why he is digging that deep and why she tells that story? To explain the name of the movie. <laughs> I think that's part of it. Yeah. 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 But well, again. I think it explains her whole character. She's trying to save that one limb. There we go. Everyone else. Yeah. That she's trying to save. The reason she's an FBI agent. Yeah. That's her deep psychology. Yeah. And he's a. She has a savior complex. Psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well. Yep. You're right. He's Well done, everyone. He's a dick. So yeah. let's. I think. That was a really good breakdown. So let's get into our scoring and uh, finish this off. So, again, we're going to do basically a one out of five scoring system that really doesn't even have any effect on the voting outcome, as we saw last week. Uh, but we're going to do it anyways. I love uh, it. Just I... to kind of, you know, give us our bearings and, you know, serve as a reference point. So for our horror movie bracket which is what we're in right now we're going to start with a scare scale one to five so how scary was this movie jump scares creepy scares you know just the general feel of the movie how scary was it jill one to five i'd give it a two two and a half okay which one all right i'll go as far as two and a half two and a half okay Okay, yeah, so there's not really, a, I would say it's definitely creepy, and there are some points that are fairly scary, like the night vision stuff, like Migs throwing, <laughs> that kind of catches you off guard, it really rocks you. Um, uh, uh, yeah, okay. You know, it's but creepy it, I sure. would say it's mostly a creepy kind of scare. Uh, so I'm also going to go with a two and a half. Okay. And I'm going to write that down and make it final. <laughs> Andrew, All right. You... Andrew, how about your scare I was really scale? nervous that what I... was just happening. <laughs> yeah. Um, I got to be honest. I wasn't scared at this movie, but I think there are scary elements to it. But that being said, I'm gonna just have to give this a one, to be honest. That's that's fair. I mean, I just was not scared of this movie. Not that it's a bad movie, I just was not. Well, and then it's gonna come down to uh, one of the arguments we're gonna have to make is: is it a scary movie? Is it a horror movie? Does it qualify, or was I just off base in the nomination? <laughs> well, we'll uh, get, I think that's more plot, right? Yeah, we'll we'll or just yeah down at the bottom, we'll talk about it, but. Mm-hmm. 
Um, the next topic is the suspense scale. Uh, Jill, how did you feel about the suspense? Did it build up inside of you? Did it give you a sense of dread? I don't like the way you asked that question. <laughs> did it fill up but, inside of you? Is that, yeah. what, is that what I said? So you said something like that? Yeah. yeah. It's close enough and to be that creepy. I understand. Yeah. I, I, I will like reword uh, that question. In the future, let's yes. stay away from um, anything building up inside me. All right. Yeah. No filling up, nothing like that. How did you feel about the suspense? It's a very suspenseful movie. I I would give would the agree. suspense a four. Okay. You know There's so many suspe- suspenseful points with the night vision goggles, with figuring out that Hannibal has escaped and not knowing where he is. He's in the top of the elevator. Then you figure out he's just got someone else's face yeah. on. Like, very I, suspenseful. I agree with you with the four and really the last... 30, 40 minutes of the movie is just uh, suspense. It just okay. builds okay. up and the night vision and then the shooting, that is pretty pretty intense. So I'm going to go with a four as well. When you realize that the SWAT team isn't at Buffalo Bill's yes. house. And mm-hmm. I love the way they do that. I yes. just love the way they do that. Um, so suspense-wise... For sure, the police trying to figure out the Hannibal situation. I love that. Because it does come out of nowhere how that all ends up. Where Hannibal takes off the face and all that. For sure. That's a great suspenseful segment. And, like you said, the night vision goggles. That is pretty intensely suspenseful. So, that being said, all in all, I, I think four sounds right. Four sounds right. Fours across the board mm-hmm. for suspense. All right. So now we're going to move right into uh, kind of a combined topic of plot slash characters. So we're going to talk about just the kind of the general conceptual view of the plot um, uh-huh. and how we felt about the characters in general. Not the acting, but the quality of the character. And uh, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, Jill. We, we definitely do. Plot and character score. I'm going to go with another four. Okay, why Why'd you give it that score? I mean, we had trouble finding any plot holes, first of all. Strong point. So, Jill, I hate to be this person, but I have something I need to bring <laughs> to the table when Please. it's my turn. We will, but go ahead. We will get there. <laughs> okay, I didn't notice any plot holes then, so I'll throw that out there. Um, characters all pretty strong I don't feel like there was any character who had a lot of screen time who was super unnecessary which mm-hmm. is always frustrating the friend maybe and she, oh, she, she they, had, were, they were bouncing ideas off I mean and she's all Clarice had you know that's true okay yeah all in all good plot good characters yes I, I totally agree as well. I mean, you get it from so many angles with the plot. You got the whole Hannibal storyline. Right. The Buffalo Bill. It could be independent movies. I uh, will say now that we're on plot, and if this is where this is coming up, this is not a horror movie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. You caught, you caught me off guard there. I didn't know if we were talking about that right there or in the you recommendation. You mentioned it earlier. I just felt like where that was going to come up. Okay. Well, then we will address that here since yeah. you uh, spearheaded like that for us. But I, I think a four as well on the plot and characters for reasons I just mentioned. Characters are all, especially the main ones, you actually get to dive into their, their psychology to kind of really develop them one of the most developed characters in, in most movies here um i like it you know miggs was uh you know a great addition to the film i wonder uh, if he still puts that on his um resume <laughs> i was big that was, was me you know, yeah yeah <laughs> remember <laughs> look at the blood remember that um but to respond to Jill's point, I might have to agree that this is not a horror movie, and this is definitely more of a psychological thriller. Uh, suspense thriller. And All right. We can talk about that a little bit more, but I, I want to hear where you were going with okay. uh, what you alluded to earlier when Jill was talking. So... I would just say that to answer that question first, because I want to go over this, I had a real issue coming to terms with this, but to y'all's point, when it was all over, I also did not think this was a horror movie. The, I mean, after viewing it again, it felt like a police procedural, like a more of a mystery than anything. A mystery thriller? Yeah, at, at most. There, yeah. This did not obtain the horror elements for me. And I know there are many people out there that swear that this is a horror movie. I, And I was one of those people. I always considered this a horror movie, but after watching it this time, I was like... I don't think it appropriately falls in that category. I, I also think that has a lot to do with the movie we watched afterwards. As well, <laughs> this week, mm -hmm. um, this I would say this more fits into the category of like a seven. Oh. Yes, I was for just sure. about to compare it to seven. Brad Pitt, seven. Morgan Freeman, not movie. consider a horror movie. Um, yeah, I wouldn't as well. Um, a lot of suspense. Yeah, suspense thriller, Along Came a Spider, those Memento. types of movies. Yeah. Um, so that doesn't bode well for <laughs> Sansa the greatest horror movie of all time I going mean? forward. But plot and characters, Andrew. Let's just go ahead and give it a okay. score. Well, here's my issue. And again, this kind of hit me weird this time because again, I really like this movie a lot. Okay, just follow my craziness for a minute on this. One. So, remember, they find the body in the lake. It washes up, right? Yeah. River, yes. Yeah, whatever it is. Body of water. They find it. They're doing the autopsy. They find the moth, right? Yep. Clarice goes to the museum or wherever it is, and they tell, and that's when she finds out, oh, well, this is not very common. Someone had to take care of this, you know, so on and so forth. So, one, we have a dead body. The moth. We know the moth's a clue. Okay, so now we know that. That's in the data bank. Clarice goes to the house. Uh, after everything she's done with Hannibal, she goes to the dead girl's house. She looks through her room. 
Why no one's already done that, I don't know. But she looks through the room. She finds the pictures. She owes a lot to that cat because if it wasn't for that cat, I don't think she would have found that dress. So she sees the dress and she's like, shit, I got it. He's building a suit. All right. So follow down this logic. She says, okay, he's, built, he's making a suit out of the skin. She calls Jack and she tells him about it. And he's like, hey, don't worry about it, Clarice. We found him. He's in this place in Chicago, right? Or he's in Illinois, whatever it was. And she's like, oh, good. Thank God. They go over everything. And he's like, yeah, so we're headed there now. We should be there in 45 minutes. He goes, but we don't want to arrest him for kidnapping. We want to make sure we can get him for murder. He said, so stay in that town and interview people, basically. Stay in that town and see what you can come up with. And she says, okay. She goes to the friend. Remember, she interviews the friend in the coffee shop. And they come up with, she says, oh, she used to work for this lady. She says, okay, what's her address? I want to talk to her. So Clarice ends up at that house, and that's where James Gum is, right? Mm -hmm. What in this movie, well, let me put it this way. What did we need everything else for if that's the case? Because the path she would have gone on wouldn't require a Hannibal Lecter. It wouldn't require any out, any of this, if they'd have just done their job. Found the body, found them off, uh, went to town, figured out that he was building a body, goes to the lady's house, and she would have saw the moth in the house anyway and known, oh, this is the, this is the fucking guy. So you're saying this is a Raiders of the Lost Ark situation. I'm saying... Where everything there, would have played out regardless. Regardless, it would have all happened. I disagree. But, because, but let, me say, okay. let me say what made me angry about it, though. Because, okay, I'll play into this. I'm the person who loves movies. I'll, I'll give it the benefit of the doubt. What pisses me off is that the movie plays into this like it wants you to think this was all known. Because when they realize that that house is not where Jane Gum is, right? What does Jack say immediately? Clarice. He knows she's in danger. But I ask you, how does he know that? She didn't say, hey, I think he's at this house. And Jack goes, nope, we figured out he's at this house. All he told her to do was interview people in that town. He didn't go, it's not like she said, I think I found the address. So there's no reason Jack would be worried about her because all she's doing is interviewing people. So I argue that the movie is trying to force you in this belief that Cherie, uh, Clarice did something magical. You know what I mean? That wasn't necessary. I don't even know what you're saying right now. Did you follow <laughs> along, Jill? I'm, I'm getting what you're saying. Okay. Help me out. because I think Hannibal's still necessary. But what did he give her that she couldn't have just had with what she had? The coveting thing. So she was in that town looking out the windows and everything like that. Okay. Asking questions about who she, who she associated with. That's why she went talking to those people to see what was around her. So she wouldn't have even gone back to the home 
and started asking those questions because that was the third body. Hannibal was like, "Oh, what do you see every? It's what you see every day. You covet it. That's why she went back to the town when the original person died. They weren't thinking she was killed by someone local, so they wouldn't have done the sweep around." See, I'm, I'm going to have to disagree with you because I feel like if normal police work or investigative work had been done, they would have found Jane Gum earlier. Because why did no one go through that room with a fine tooth comb? Okay? And even, okay, so Hannibal says we, the covet thing, all right? So she ends up there. But wouldn't Jack immediately have told her when he was flying in? To go to that town anyway and to figure out something? Because he's telling her, hey, we gotta, we're got we him for murder, so see what you can find. But all the other dead bodies had come from different cities. Right. But again, there's nothing that Jack knows that the killer would be in that town. You're getting too focused on it. Am I, <laughs> I'm just saying it made me angry. Especially when... Jack immediately knows she's in danger when nothing led to that. <laughs> like, he has no reason to think she's in danger. That's what pisses me off. And because he does that, that makes me think this movie is trying to trick you into thinking something's there that's not. And I think that's what made me angry about it. Interesting take. So what That's, do you give it on its plot? I'm just score? saying, <laughs> with all that being said, I feel like this was all by coincidence that they found the killer. It was just a coincidence. I don't feel like... Well, it was. I mean, it was an informed coincidence. But I would also like to pose this question. Mm-hmm. So, dead girl... Yeah. ...worked for this old lady... Right. ...sewing things for... Her. Yep. And now Buffalo Bill lives in her house. Right, right. Why did nobody ask the question of what happened to this old lady and where is she and why is he living in her house? Why? Right. Why did none of the local police yeah. follow that track? Yeah, that's or, the bigger plot hole. Why are there <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just saying. Why are there no missing persons? Mrs. Littman's in a bathtub in Buffalo Bill's basement. Right. Rotting so, like, away. Even let's say she had no family, she obviously associated with people in town. Two towns girls worked for her. Well, she had family. The uh, business card. But we don't know if that's real. That's true. Yeah. So. Why was no one asking questions about her and who this motherfucker was just living in her house now? Exactly. Which brings me back to my point. This could have been solved way earlier. <laughs> but then the movie wouldn't have been as good, Andrew. I mean... I think I need to like reevaluate my plot score. Uh-oh. Based on that. <laughs> Not based on what Andrew said. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> based on why no one was worried where Mrs. Lippman was. Okay. What'd and why get? Buffalo Bill was able to just be a squatter in her house for this whole time. And no one asked questions. All right, so you want to downgrade from a four to a... Three. To a three. Andrew, what is your score? He basically stole her identity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He did. In the worst way. <laughs> in the absolute <laughs> worst way. Again, 
because this just played out as it did. And the fact that Jack had no real reason to be concerned, which makes me angry, I have to give it... I will be very nice about it and give it a 2.5. I just want to refer back. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, just, to, just to check... Yes. I believe you gave <laughs> Sleepaway Camp a five uh-huh. in plot and characters. But And I'll defend it to the But I digress. I, I wanna Okay, so Okay, for care you're right. For character as well, because I truly believe Jodie Foster, Anthony Hopkins, did astounding. I will Yeah, but for characters, their characters yes. are astounding. I mean, I believe Clarice Starling is one of the great female heroes. I also believe Hannibal Lecter is one of the greatest villains we have. Even if he might not have been necessary in this movie, I still... <laughs> With that being said, I'll give it a 3.5. So Hannibal Lecter, one of the greatest characters, holds no candle to Mel from Sleepaway Camp. Uh, no. He doesn't. That's fair. <laughs> Alright, so we're going to move on to our next category, which is acting skills. Uh, Jillian. Well, let me preface this by saying <laughs> that uh, Anthony Hopkins won an Oscar for Best Actor. Yep. Jodie Foster. Foster won an Oscar for Best Actress. Yep. The film won Best Picture. And best Director. Best Director mm-hmm. and Best Screenplay. Continue on. I have questions about the screenplay, Oscar, now. <laughs> I was I would give it a five as far as acting skills. I mean, because Anthony Hopkins and Jodie Foster, are they're just they're they're incredible. When Anthony Hopkins is on screen, uh, there's something about it. You just it is it brings you in. You it can't really look does. away. It's I'm gonna give it a five as well, and I think that Oscar was well deserved. Is can we add that to the creep show list? <laughs> The lip side. It makes no sense why he's doing it. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what did I give Sleepaway Camp for this? <laughs> Acting skills? Yeah. Let's refer back. I yeah, think like I... it was a five. I mean... A four. Four. Oh, that seems way too high. Um, let's see. <laughs> God <laughs> dang it. Um, anyway. <laughs> anyway, for this, I, there's no way I couldn't give it less than a five. They're great. They were, I mean, absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, they were great. All right, so we're gonna round it out with our last category, which is entertainment value, um, which is just it is what it is. How entertaining was it, Jill? I give it a three and a half. Three and a half. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I was very sucked into this movie. Didn't feel bored at any point. Um, it's not as long as you think it would be. True. And it, it really moves. I am going to go with a 4.2. Whoa. So <laughs> All right. I will say when, 4. I have to, 5. when I think about entertainment value, I have to think about Sleepaway camp. <laughs> I have to think about rewatching, rewatching it, and the ability to just like watch it over and over again, 
And this is not that movie for me. All right. That's fair. I'm actually going to downgrade it to a four because there's no, there's no comedic moments. Wait. I thought you gave... Oh, you yeah, 4.2. Never yeah. mind. I'm going to go okay. down to a flat oh, four. Okay. Um, Andrew, Entertainment Value, Silence of the Lambs, and Go. Um, entertainment Value? Uh, again, I... There's just something about watching those two actors doing this together. It's entertaining. Um, but I think Jill was probably right on the money with 3.5. Okay. Well, that rounds it off mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for our scores for Sons of the Lambs. only thing we have now to do is answer the question, would we recommend it? We've already established that this is likely not a horror movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, would you recommend it as a horror movie? For me, not as a horror movie. Okay. No. no. Me neither, because we've already established that we none of <laughs> yeah. us think it's a horror movie. Right. But would I flat recommend it? Yes. It's one of the best movies of all time, arguably. It won Best Picture. Um, well, the Academy has it's made some interesting choices, but I'm not saying this is one. But it was. Sure. A, it was. It's a very good movie. Mm-hmm. Jill, would you recommend? Sure. Andrew, I would recommend on the premise that. When I did, I would say, but you got to tell me why Jack is worried about Clarice. <laughs> That's what, how I would recommend you, you it. You have to preface it <laughs> yeah. with that. Okay. I will say in the last 10 minutes of this movie, when you're watching it, tell me why Jack is worried about Clarice. <laughs> That's all. But yes, I would recommend it. Okay, so three recommendations. Okay, that concludes our judgment on Silence of the Lambs. Tune in next week for our conclusion to this battle with a review of The Shining and find out which one of these movies goes forward in our Tournament of Champions. If you're enjoying our show, please subscribe and leave a five-star review. See you next week.